0: It's time for Bless to Play
1: on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer.
0: Fire, score!
1: My guest today is Sean Corey. He's the athletic director and head football coach and head track and field coach at Pinecrest Academy in Cumming, Georgia. Uh, Sean played sports uh, throughout his life, and uh, obviously his coaching also came up with a balance in sports program at Pinecrest. And uh, I get so many emails from parents who just talk about how their young athlete could balance sports in their life, and I think Sean will have some great insight into that. I'd like to welcome Sean Curry to blessed to play. Sean, welcome.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate this opportunity.
1: Now, before we get into this balance and sports program uh, that you have some thoughts on, uh, I know you've played football in your life and sports has been a, a motivating factor in your life and you've enjoyed it as well. I think you're also a strength and conditioning coach, but just talk about your passion for sports in general.
0: Well, you know, just it's, it's one of those opportunities to, to spend time with kids um, to be able to build them as people. Um, you know, I think back to my own experience as a, as a football player and a track athlete and just all of the lessons that I pulled away from those things that have helped me in my life and my career. Uh, I actually had no intention of being a coach or a teacher. Um, I was about halfway through college and I had an opportunity to, to coach as a community coach. Um, and I fell in love with the the opportunity to, to work with high school kids and to share my love for sport and, um, it just became one of those things where I changed my major and, and fell into this and you know have been blessed with a great career to spend a lot of time with a lot of really good athletes and students
1: yeah indeed, and we obviously we live in a sports craze culture uh, people are fans they uh, turn on the TV obviously they participate in sports but it's different between a fan and an athlete obviously and an athlete is actually competing in the game and it takes on a whole different element uh, especially in a youth Uh, athlete's life. And balance is key in this uh, approach to sports, especially when growing up, uh, you start off having fun and depending where your talents take you, you get more competitive. And as you get more competitive, you spend more time actually honing your skills and practicing. So let's talk about this concept of balance in sports. And I think the key to this, uh, Sean, is what is your goal as an athlete that involves virtue, team lessons, it could be in a college college scholarship. Some people play professionally, but uh, what is your desired takeaway? That is a key question, isn't it?
0: Yes, sir. And that's basically what it comes down to, right? Why do you play? Um, you know, there's books written about it and, and podcasts about it, and you name it. But, but why why are you playing? Why do you choose to put your body through this or to use your time this way? Um, and there's so many answers to that question, and it's different for for every single athlete. But I think it's a very important question to ask. And it seems like uh, in our culture, a lot of time it it goes back to that prestige part, right? Mm -hmm. I can earn a college scholarship to do this. It's going to help me, uh, you know, get to college. I really want to play in the NFL or the MLB or MLS or whatever it is. Um, You know, kids have big dreams and their parents have big dreams for them too. And, And that's a beautiful thing, right? You want to encourage those dreams. But we've got to really focus on, you know, why do we want to do this? You know, what is it about for us? What, what can we take away from this great sports experience um, that's beyond the, the monetary or even the, I don't know how else to say it, but the utilitarian part of, you know, we're using the sport for this purpose and the sport is using us for this purpose
1: so obviously when you're starting off playing sports and not even at the high school level, it's it's just, it's fun. You, uh, I think sports teaches you a lot of things, obviously in the, in the team environment, you also get to know where your talents lie. If you are an athlete or you're not an athlete. So it's, it's really a great innocuous environment to, uh, see where you stand and to have fun doing it. But as you move up, obviously it gets a little bit more competitive, even at the high school level, it becomes more organized. There's a little bit more, de- it becomes more demanding, So what is, uh, you know, burnout could happen. It really can if you are so consumed and you have nothing else uh, besides sports in your life. Uh, You brought up a point about the travel programs. And I had a a daughter who played as an elite athlete and played travel soccer. And that is very demanding. Um, But talk about the balance of pursuing competitive sports and also having life outside of it.
0: And, you know, again, that kind of goes back to that original question right? What is the why? What are you trying to accomplish with the, with the time that you're going to spend? And so, you know, it was one of those things, um, you know, years ago, kids did it for, for fun. They did it for camaraderie, for, you know, um, getting to know kids and, and teamwork and things like that. And over time, it's become one of those things where specialization has become earlier and earlier, more and more important. Um, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, the level that you play um, you know, what type of travel team you're on or, or what type of group you're with or, or who your personal trainer is or any of those things. Um, they're very important uh, to a lot of families, you know, to figure all of that out. And, and unfortunately, a lot of that leads to uh, the, the overwork or the burnout for kids. Um, you know, research shows that, that the average burnout or the average time that, that kids kind of bail out on a sport or quit on a sport now is age 11 right? And the honest truth is when you're just learning to play as an 11 year old kid, you're talking about, you know, fifth graders, maybe, maybe sixth graders. How is it possible that they're burnt out by age 11? What have we done as the adults kind of driving the train mm-hmm. to put them in a position where, where they're done with it by then? Um, because it's become, you know, so much a big part of their life. One of my biggest fears, you know, working with kids and, and kind of working with them and trying to, um, trying to help them through things is I've watched a lot of athletes over the years Mm -hmm. who wrap up their entire identity in the sport that they play. Right. You know, we talk about wrapping up our identity in in who are we are, who we are in Christ. You know, what kind of Christian are we? Are we, are we pursuing that life, you know, worthy of Christ's sacrifice? Are we, are we pursuing heaven with our whole, whole hearts? Well, what happens when you wrap yourself up and say, you know, I am a baseball player and Mm -hmm. you define yourself as a baseball player. Well, no matter when it ends, it ends for everybody, (laughs) right? You know, I I was blessed to play football for, for quite a long time, but it's over with and it ended years, you know, going on almost 30 years ago. Um, You know, I got, I got a friend that's a, that was a pitcher in the MLB and, you know, he ended up injured and um, had a great career, but ended up injured later on in his career and, and baseball's over. What do you do next? right? What kind of husband are you? Father are you? Employee, employer, whatever it becomes. And what ends up happening a lot of times is I see kids who are, their whole identity is wrapped up in that single sport. Mm -hmm. And then when it doesn't go the way that they planned or what they were looking for, they have no identity and it creates crisis in their life and they don't know where to turn or what to do. Like, man, I was a baseball player my whole life, every summer, every weekend, this is all I did. And now it's gone. What do I replace that with?
1: Yeah, I think that's key. Personal identity to not, you know, that's what you do. It's not who you are. And at the end of the day, uh, everything is going to have a finality to it, and you got to identify your uh, yourself in in a way that's healthy. And we we believe that is being a child of God and then growing from that. As you mentioned, it could be a husband, could be a father as well. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Sean Corey. He's the athletic director, head football coach, and head track and field coach at the Pinecrest Academy in Cumming, Georgia. And let's talk about, uh, you know, personal trainers and facilities, Sean. I mean, there's a lot of money that is spent by parents to get their kids in optimal condition. And uh, and we want to talk about the parents' perspective as well because – There's a healthy approach and there's an unhealthy approach, right? Uh, The unhealthy approach was a parent who's going to live their life vicariously through their kid and try to make them the athlete, try to get them that scholarship. And It's one thing about encouraging your kid and uh, having them reach goals, but you could cross the line and putting too much demand on a kid and almost controlling their life where they might not even like the sport (laughs) by the time you're done. Do you have any insights on that?
0: Yes. And, you know, in Metro Atlanta, right. You think about how, how big of a city that we live in and, and all of the the top notch athletes that come out of Georgia and, and just in our area uh, there are tons of personal trainers around us that are just phenomenal men and women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're phenomenal leaders and character builders with the kids. They're also phenomenal in the way that they help kids, you know, improve in their skills and, and their strength, you know, et cetera. Um, but part of that, too, comes back to what's the return, right? Um, you know, one of the things that I talk about a lot with parents is that the youth sports business model, okay? So, so you know, as recent as 2022, the youth sports business model was bringing in $19 billion a year, right? So families are, are pouring out $19 billion a year just in the United States on youth sports. And when I think of a number like that, that's, you know, it seems insane to me. Um, you know, we talk about travel families spending you know three thousand dollars plus a year to get their kids to and from games, and you know, kids traveling to other states just for practice, and kids traveling to tournaments and missing school and all over the country and giving up their weekends. Well, when it comes to that that personal trainer part, there's so many great things that you could do. And I guess the thing for me is, at what cost, right? It goes back to your why. Are you doing this because the Division One scholarship is the only way? Um, you know, that you, that, or that's what you see as, as successful in sports that you earned some division one scholarship. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you have your regular season practice and then, you know, a lot of coaches have gone to summer sessions and winter sessions, and then you add the personal trainer on top of that. Um, at, at what cost are you pouring into that, that business model? Um, and then, you know, I, I hate to say this, but you also have to be wary out there of the personal trainers who it is just a business to them. um, You know, because you know that that exists, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, bring your kid here and I can increase their 40 time, you Mm -hmm. know, by by a half a second. Well, increasing your 40 time by a half a second is a pretty difficult thing to do, Um, you know, and and we just have to be be smart as parents to vet the trainers that we have and make sure that they're they have the best interests of the kid. Um, and, and to try to keep that balance to say, okay, so the kid went to school all day, then he went to practice for two hours, then he went to his personal trainer for two hours, then he goes home and does homework till midnight, then he wakes up the next morning at 6 o'clock to go back to school. Is he sleeping right? Is he eating right? You know, are, are we pouring so much into this? And if we're going to pour so much into it, what is our end goal?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so often the end goal is college scholarships, and you know, the, college, the reality of college scholarships is way different than what parents actually um, think that it is. like What's out there is way different than what parents are looking
1: for. Yeah, and those percent of uh, college scholarships are very far and few between if you're lucky to be one of those uh, scholarship athletes that could uh, actually get some money to, to play and get educated at an institution. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to talk about a spiritual approach to sports. Love, pray, work, and seek with our guest today, Sean Curry, he's the Athletic Director, Head Football Coach, and Head Track and Field Coach at Pinecrest Academy in Cumming, Georgia, when Blessed to Play returns right after this.
0: A prayer for the holy souls in purgatory.
1: God, our Creator and Redeemer, By your power, Christ conquered death and returned to you in glory. May all your people who have gone before us in faith share his victory and enjoy the vision of your glory forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Welcome back to blessed to play. Ron Meyer joined today by Sean Curry. He's the athletic director, head football coach and head track and field coach at Pinecrest Academy in Cumming, Georgia. He had some great insights on a balance in sports approach, especially for our youth growing up. We're going to get more into a spiritual discussion. Now, Uh, Sean's at a Catholic uh, institution, high school in Georgia. And uh, Sean, let's talk about some spiritual approaches to sports. And I know, Love, pray, work, and seek is kind of, of what you do there at Pinecrest Academy. Maybe you could talk about that; those uh, elements that you incorporate into your athletic program. Yes.
0: Yeah, so our school is, uh, you know, built on a model of integral formation. What does it mean to form the whole person? And um, you know, we have these these awesome educational ideas of how to form the the intellect and the spirit, how to form the human character, how to form. Um, you know, our, our apostolic uh, way that we do things as, as human beings. And so love, pray, work, seek is essentially, you know, four action verbs or action items mm-hmm. to help us work through how we complete the whole person and how we how we use sports as a tool in our school to help form the whole person. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, at some point, sports are going to end, right? So, you know, we're looking for, you know, husbands and wives and, um, you know, leaders in our community and, and parents and business leaders and, you know, whatever that happens to be, who do you become when your sports career is over? And so it's all about that integral formation, all about that 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 guide that's going to form the whole person and use whatever sport they're participating in as the tool um, to be able to accomplish those goals.
1: Let's talk about Colossians. Chapter 1, verse 10, and this is kind of your uh, motto, I guess you would, or scriptural motto for your program, uh, to allow sports to be a tool to teach us how to live a life worthy of Christ.
0: Yes, and so, you know, in there, that's one of the things that St. Paul talks about. He talks about, you know, what does it look like to live a life worthy of Christ, right, worthy of, of Christ's sacrifice, um and you know sometimes we'll even talk about it to the point where we'll say you know living a life worthy of heaven right the reward of heaven mm-hmm. um and when we when we look at that our decisions our behaviors they all need to point back to that purpose is our if our purpose is to serve Christ in everything that we do then our behaviors need to follow that model and that's where the love pray work seek part comes in right how do we serve others that's the love how do we serve god that's the pray how do we do our jobs right? And reach our goals. And that's the work and the seek. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, like I said, we build our, we build our formation plan around those four core habits and trying to grow those habits, um, to kind of go, I guess, a little bit more detail, um, without getting too far in the weeds with it. So there is a, a an amazing speech, uh, by Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, and it's, it's something that's probably not as common, right, as the I Have a Dream speech and all of those things. But there's, a, there's a, a speech out there called the Three Dimensions of a Complete Life. And he's referring to Revelation and the New Jerusalem, right? The New Jerusalem is perfect in its height and its width and its length. And he talks about how the three dimensions all have to be in balance, right? So the length of our life is our goals. The height of our life is our relationship with God. And the width of our life is all of the people that we bring with us, mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Love, Pray, Work, Seek is about, right? The way that we love, how do we bring people with us uh, in the width of our life through our sports, our teammates, our fans, our you know, families, whatever it is. And when you talk about the pray, it's, it's that height of your life, that relationship with God that keeps you on track. And the work and the seek basically go down to you know, the length of your life. What are you doing with your goals? Are you seeking to get smarter? Are you seeking to learn something new? Are you seeking you know, new knowledge about God, about your sport, about you know, from schoolwork, whatever? And then how do you do your work? How do you go about um, living the length of your life and pursuing your goals, but keeping in balance that you're taking your teammates and classmates and friends and family with you and that you're keeping that relationship with God you know, balanced with all of those things?
1: Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting once again with Sean Curry. He's the athletic director at Pinecrest Academy in Cumming, Georgia, and also the head football coach. And let's talk about your position as a head football coach and, you know, instituting this uh, servant leadership model, if you will. Football's very competitive, Sean. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had coaches in my past, they get on you quite a bit. They don't always talk about the word love. <laughs> they, they show you some tough love at times, but... As a coach, how do you incorporate this uh, this model along with having a competitive environment amongst your players?
0: So, I mean, you know, you you said it a way that we talk about it quite commonly in terms of of tough love. Um,
1: but tough love
0: doesn't mean that we have to, you know, humiliate players or or put players on the spot or call them out for anything, right? again, that love is, is how do I bring them along toward our purpose? If, mm-hmm. we're all, if we're all on this journey, right, and we're trying to serve Christ and we're trying to serve each other, how do we love each other? Well, sometimes that love means I have to hold you accountable in a way that you're not going to you know, want to be held accountable. And the biggest part of it with the, with the, the players, you know, specifically about football with the boys, how do they hold each other accountable? Mm-hmm. But how do they do it in a way that shows others who Christ is? Um, and you know, part of that, it, it, when you get further into our program, we have six standards that we talk about, right? And we use, uh, we use something that, that, a, a previous athletic director here used and I love it, but it's OBTC, right? Our best to Christ. And so how do we give our best to Christ, um, in our words, right? In the way that we speak to each other. Coaching is about teaching you what to do next, right? It's not about humiliating you because you did it wrong. And, um, and that's one of the things that we really want to focus on and set that example for the boys so that when they correct each other and hold each other accountable, that connection that they have allows them to hold each other accountable without, um, uh, you know, humiliating somebody or making them feel down or, 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 bad about themselves. When I say that it's not soft, right? It's, it's not that we coddle anybody or, mm-hmm. or make them feel like there's something that they're not. You know, sometimes love is tough and it's one of those things where I'm trying to help you walk down this path and, you know, the guys around me, the assistant coaches and whatever, they're trying to help me walk down that path and we just do it all together.
1: Yeah, those are very good distinctions. I want to talk about um, the effect of the professional athlete on the youth athlete. And I think when we look at the entertainment industry and sports is entertainment at the highest level, at the pro level. There's a bit of self-aggrandizing and there's, there's a lot of showmanship, if you will. And then at the high school level, we're, we're really not teaching that. That comes out more at the professional level, not to say that it doesn't happen in the high school level. But you're trying to teach these kids virtue as well. So how do you combat the culture of pro sports and it, its effect on the youth or the uh, young athlete and also teaching them virtue?
0: honestly, moment to moment, right? Every situation uh, presents itself in a way that allows a kid to emotionally respond to something. Maybe they're upset with an official's call. Maybe they did something great on the field and, you know, they show out in a certain way or whatever it is, but kid to kid, moment and moment, each of of them respond differently. And this is my opinion. um, And I don't know if it's a, you know, what do the kids call it? A, a, A hot take or a bad take or whatever. Um, but the, the reality of it is the vast majority of pro athletes are amazing human beings that just do it. It's their job. They bust their tail for their teammates. They go home to their families and you know they take care of their families and their kids and you never hear anything from them. They fly under the radar and it's you know they're they're great at entertaining us absolutely but they're just good family people that are trying to do the best they can to do the job that God gave them. And that's amazing. Unfortunately, the, the, show, the showmanship part of it that you see on TV, it is – I believe that it's a um, – although it seems to be growing, it is a small majority of the actual you know, pro athletes that are out there. Uh, most of them just have a love, a love of sport, and a lot of them have a love of their faith and their family and their team. Um, and it is tough, right? You know, you, there's all kinds of different ways to put on, on the show – um, and at the end of the day, right, they're, they're entertainers. They're very hardworking entertainers. They put their body through a lot, um, you know, to, to be able to entertain us, to give us something to sit in the stands and, and cheer about.
1: Yeah, and some of, some of the, uh, this is just fun. I mean, when you see a choreographed thing going on in the end zone after a touchdown, that's just fun stuff. I think when it crosses the line, it, when it's directed at a certain player or becomes a little bit, uh, uh, the emotion comes out where they're trying to put down someone or, you know, that conflict that happens in the battle of the sports, which is always going to be there, but that's when virtue kind of kicks in with certain players and they know how to react accordingly in those situations blessed to play ron meyer chatting with sean curry the athletic director and head football coach and head track and field coach at pinecrest academy in cumming georgia sean in our remaining minutes here i want to talk about the spiritual practices that you try to incorporate with your team maybe you could uh, briefly describe that okay
0: uh if it's all right, I'll tell you a little bit about our team, and then I'd like to just share a little bit about some of the other teams uh, within our athletic department because we all do it a little bit different, even though we have the same purpose. Uh, essentially, we play 10, 10 regular season games a year, right? So in, in May, prior to the summer, I have an individual meeting with every single player and their parents. Um, we don't do a big group meeting, we do it one on one and individually. They set their goals for the year, right? How am I loving? How am I praying? How am I working? How am I seeking? They set their goals. We do an evaluation, uh, and then we kind of talk through what it is that they want to work on next. When we get into the season, we do team chapel every day during, or excuse me, every Friday during lunch before we play. We have a team chapel. I don't teach the lesson, neither do the coaches. Uh, I'll give a very brief introduction, but the players are responsible for teaching the, the chapel lessons. Well, the ten things are love, pray, work, seek, right? The, the habits are the first four. And then our six standards. How do we give our best to Christ in our words? Our actions, our respect for others, our effort, our commitment, and our stewardship. So each week when we do those lessons, those are things we try to focus on with the boys. Did you see someone this week that set a a Christ-like example in the way that they use their words? Right, our players don't cuss on the field. Our players don't, you know, coaches Mm -hmm. don't cuss. We don't. Well, why? We don't do that because St. Paul asked us in Ephesians not to use foul language. Mm -hmm. And so the boys hear this every year, right, from sixth grade through twelfth grade when they're with us to try to build those habits. Um, so that 's the way football does it uh, briefly, the way that the, some of the other teams do it it all depends right. Ours is chapel lessons that have very specific topics. but our basketball team loves to pray a rosary together, and um, you know, our, our volleyball team loves to do these prayer cards that they do at the end of practice. The cool thing about each of us doing something a little different is that the kids get to see all of the different ways that we practice our faith. They get to see all of the different ways that we learn from these things, and they find the things that they like that helps them build that personal relationship with Christ.
1: And you know, a lot of uh, athletes and even teams, they they always talk about team chemistry, but I, I think you would attest by what you just described that this really brings the team together and forms a deep team chemistry.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, and, and no thing or no place or no, no uh, team is, is perfect in any of that. Um, But one of the most important things is our guys at the end of the individual meeting. And then when we start the season, they basically make a a, a promise statement, right? And the promise statement is I will be the type of teammate that our team deserves. I'll accept responsibility for my role. I'll hold my teammates accountable, but also show them grace. I'll believe in our team and our mission. Um, I'll demonstrate our team habits and uphold our team standards, right? So that unifies them around this common purpose. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's where the love, pray, work, seek comes in, right? Keep your relationship right with God and it helps you serve others. Yeah. Serving others helps you achieve your goals, yeah. right? And so we 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 try to work all of that together with all of the boys. And, and again, across our athletic department with the boys and the girls.
1: Yeah, great stuff. And uh, part of Pinecrest's mission is to form Christian leaders who will transform society, and Sean Curry is trying to do just that. Well, Sean, thanks so much for uh, coming on and giving that balanced approach to sports. I know a lot of parents are always looking for uh, some insight into that, and also a Catholic perspective as well of what you're doing there at Pinecrest Academy. And thanks so much for coming on. Blessed to play. Do appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. I appreciate your time.
1: Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can like us on Facebook. Hit us up on the platform X at Blessed to Play. For Sean Curry, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at Info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed. The number two play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed. The number two play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.